Star Wars 7x7, episode 756. Today, we continue our series of Star Wars Celebration Europe interviews featuring Eric Goldman, executive editor for IGN TV. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and before we begin, before we get to the interview with Eric, I just got to say, let's put to bed one of these rumors that's been kicking around, the latest one that's been kicking around about Ray's parentage situation. It's come to float up in the internet that maybe Ray is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. Now, I got to say, there is something that's somewhat appealing about this one on the face of it. I mean, I like the idea because Palpatine's family is kind of a blind spot. I mean, especially with the rebooting of the canon. But even then, from what I remember of Legends, there's not a heck of a lot about Palpatine's family. Like, we know a bit about his uh, upbringing and whatnot, and we know that he definitely did not like his uh, parents, and he was rejecting the uh, first name that they gave him, or at least that was the the story of old, and that he was just going by Palpatine. Of course, now we have his actual first name, Sheev Palpatine, but we don't even know if that's his real name, as it were, or if it's the name that he adopted, considering that you know, all of his stuff about his upbringing is now still in question, or at least not still in question. I guess what I mean to say is now it's all up for rediscovery, I guess is probably a better way to put it. But when you consider that Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, is the grandson of Darth Vader, and when you consider that Anakin Skywalker was at best like the same age as you know Palpatine would have had a son, possibly even a grandson, depending on how early he would have gotten started, if that would have been in theory, then Rey being Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter makes absolutely no sense at all. I mean, I know Hugh Hefner was probably having kids up into his 70s and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I don't think they're going to go that route in Disney Star Wars world, personally. So if you want to consider that Rey is related to Emperor Palpatine somehow, you would have to say that she would be a great-granddaughter at the very least, and quite possibly a great-great-granddaughter. But even if you're going to then explore that possibility, then you have to figure out what happened to three or four generations of Palpatines that we know nothing about whatsoever. And that, for me, is a narrative that is just too much to bear. So I just cannot get behind the idea that Rey is related to Palpatine. Although, if you want to say that Palpatine was doing some sort of experiments someplace in a secret lab on Jakku and that she might have been the result of one of those experiments, well, you know, it's certainly less out of the realm of possibility than her being his granddaughter. Let's just put it that way. All right, let's get to the interview, though, shall we? Eric Goldman of IGN. So I happened to stumble across him. He was getting ready to file a story on Rogue One. This was on Friday of Star Wars Celebration Europe. And as I was walking through the halls of the Excel Center in London, I happened to see him sitting on a bench typing away on his computer, no doubt filing a story. And I said, hey, you're Eric Goldman, aren't you? And he said, yeah. And so we got to talking and I said, I know you're probably on deadline for something, but do you have a moment or two for a question? And he very graciously said, yes, he did. So I asked him the question that you've been hearing me ask all along, which is what's most exciting to you about Star Wars right now? And here is Eric Goldman's response. 
the possibilities are endless. That you know, I think Rogue One is really showing us this glimpse into a different side of Star Wars, different imagery for Star Wars, and that's what I think is great. I mean, I love Star Wars, I love what it is at its core, but I think it's great that we can expand beyond that and maybe get these movies that feel a little uh, left of center and uh, can show you what is going on around the corner in this uh, very, very huge galaxy that we've been pretty focused on a certain aspect of for a while. So I'm just excited to see uh, all the different things where I think these standalone movies especially are going to get to show us different glimpses of uh, what we thought about but never got to see until now on screen in a movie. Were you in the in the panel for Rogue One? Yeah. I you were. So what did you think about the footage? I thought it was awesome. I, what really I love about what I'm seeing for Rogue One is the aesthetic, uh, the fact that it looks like guys in the trenches, that there's these shots of guys running through the forest that look like out of a Vietnam movie, and just very un-Star Wars in that way, but kind of the thing, the way we imagine Star Wars sometimes when we were playing with action figures, so mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what gets me really psyched about Rogue One. Did it change any thoughts that you had about the whole reshoots thing that had been going on? No, I've uh, been pretty optimistic anyway about that. I felt like it's probably being a little bit blown out of proportion. Uh, I don't think they're changing the whole movie, and I never thought they were going to get away from the fact that this would feel different. Uh, you even saw the first trailer. That's the way they chose to introduce the movie and already have that different aesthetic. They can't suddenly undo that. So right. uh, I, I still feel pretty confident uh, despite the reshoots. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Have a great time. question. Thank you, you Thanks. too. Thanks a lot. All right, that's going to do it for us today, except for a trivia question, which we will hit you with after the break. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, here's that trivia question I mentioned. May the Force be with us. Last time we asked you how many portions Unkar Plutt offered Rey. The second time she brought stuff to him in The Force Awakens, and that was one half portion. Today's question it follows right on from that. Rey actually said that the stuff she turned into Unkar Plutt was worth something else the previous time, and I want to know from you, what was that amount? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.